0: Welcome to episode four of the Paul Old Pod. What the F is going on? Sipping on Hacker Shore, a classic. Classic beer that I used to drink a lot back in my college days. Uh, it's funny because I'm... Like, on average, it's not actually that great. Like, I don't know. I used to like it. Unless they change the recipe, it doesn't taste quite as good as I remember it tasting. It's very possible that I've just developed my beer tastes since 10 years ago. Um, but, it, yeah, that doesn't taste as good as polymer or, or Hofbrau. Uh, so, I don't know. It's a decent beer, though. Um, today is 5-2-2022, May 2nd, and the time is currently 7.39pm, mountain time. And it is shitty outside right now, it is 42 degrees, um, but like two days ago it was like 70s. It's kinda how it is, I guess. This is my first May in Denver, but next month it'll be my second June, so... Overall, not too bad. Uh, This weekend was quite the interesting series of events. Some positive, some not too positive. (laughs) Uh, So, on Saturday, I woke up, and I actually had to do some shopping. So my first first thought was to go to 16th Street Mall for some reason, because I guess it's kind of like a tourist attraction that I haven't been to yet, so I felt like, well, let's get it off the bucket list, you know, whatever. So I went there, and it was one of those weird times where I didn't look up what the hours were, and I went at, like, 10 a.m., and everything opened at, like, 11. I didn't want to stay there for, like, an hour just waiting for shit to open. I was like, whatever. So then I went to actually visited Park Meadows, which is this huge shopping mall just uh, south of Denver. I believe it's just south of Denver. Let me double-check that. Park meadows is southeast of denver it's actually only like a 20 minute drive it's not terrible at all but it's a huge shopping mall um and i don't know they got like 185 retailers it says i'm reading this from google maps uh so it was huge and it's also like a really nice mall like the indoor like the interior of the mall uh it's just it has like this really good um like wooden ceiling like Kind of like a uh, like a wood cabin, but it's got like that wooden. I don't know. It had like a wooden plank ceiling or something. It looked like kind of like a cabin. It was really dope actually, on the inside. So I walked around there. I went to uh, a couple different shops. Uh, purchased some clothing mostly, but I was also looking for. Um, also looking for. I was looking for a tank top. And I was looking for some new shorts, and I thought there was something else non-clothing-related, but now I'm blanking on it. But I did some shopping. Uh, oh my god, on a total side note, I don't know how to shop for clothes. <laughs> I, sorry, I've been going to H&M for like 10 years straight. Uh, like, I, I just didn't do anything else. Like, I didn't bother learning about different clothing retailers uh, and so, but like the last couple of years, I've been trying to like try different things except for H&M because when you've had H&M for a while, it's kind of like stupid. Wow, Siri is trying to process everything I'm saying right now. Shut up. <laughs> I must have said the S word at some point because she was like, I was talking for like 20 seconds and she was still showing that like icon at the bottom of the phone. It's like, I'm listening. <laughs> What if I just said the entire podcast contest to Siri? just said, what would happen with it? <laughs> I should just let it just go. Whatever. <laughs> um, buying clothing is kind of weird for me. Because I've been doing H&M for like 10 years. It might be more like 12 or 14 years now. Uh, and I just never really stopped. Because I was like, H&M is cheap. It falls apart after like a couple of years. But that's okay. I like it. But uh, I'm thinking about just checking out other retailers because there's only so much H&M can really give you. Um, at a certain point, you're just looking for a different style or they don't do something right. Like, I was looking at their tank tops because I'm looking for a white tank top and couldn't find anything that looked decent. So just I was like, I gotta find a different tank top. Anyway, uh, clothing shopping is difficult for me because I'm not sure which stores are like considered like teens and early 20s and which aren't because i don't know I've, I've i've been out of the loop as far as new clothing stores goes for like as i said 10 years so i don't know if like like Abercrombie and Fitch is that like a is that like a teens clothing store i don't know cuz i never actually shopped there even when i was a teen i'm pretty sure Hollister is but yeah, it's just like I feel like I walk into a shop, and I'm just like looking around, trying to like get signals or something. Because I could Google it, but I'm also like kind of lazy. This wheat beer is doing something to my throat. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like I don't really know what's what. I don't know what's acceptable for like thirty something people to to shop at. So Abercrombie and Fitch, I completely passed because it looked too young for me. Same for Hollister. Um, Let's see, Urban, what is it, Urban something, Urban Outfitters. I know that's like a kind of 20s, 30s kind of, like I've been there before and I like their clothing, so I know that's safe, but they don't really have a lot of clothing I'm usually interested in. Um, I visited Lululemon, but just not really a fan of their style yet. Um, The one place I had a really good experience at was uh, American Eagle Outfitters. Um, They had some really, really nice clothing that I felt like kind of fit me, and so bought some of their clothing, really liked it. Um, Really good dressing arms, too. Uh, And uh, I hit up a few more places, but I, I don't know. I wasn't really sure. I was just kind of rousing. I'd like walk into one shop and be like, is this my age range or not? And then I'd either dip or I'd check it out. Anyway, that's my whole spiel about Clothing stores being difficult because I don't understand which ones are age range. Specific to my age range, I should say. So anyway, I was buying clothes. I got a bunch of new clothes. Some really good stuff, actually. One place I went to that I found some amazing clothing was actually called Tillys. Um, they had some really, really... I found a good really, really good tank top there. I found some really good shorts there. Although I wasn't sure if the shorts were actually like swimming trunks or not. It didn't specifically say... I feel like there's like a, there's like a gap there sometimes where it's like, is this are these just swimming trunks or are they just like, light shorts, uh, so I bought some shorts that might be swimming trunks, and I bought a tank top there. Anyway, it was kind of cool though. I I I just dug the style. The style was really cool. Um, it's a really really good imagery on those shirts. Anyway, so I would finished shopping at the mall, I left, headed back to the apartment, and by that time I had enough time to eat, and maybe that was it. And then I actually took started taking my walk downtown, because I was going to walk down to Death & Co., which I did end up doing. It was a really good walk, it did take about an hour and a half to two hours. Uh, but It was a solid walk, and I got to Death & Co, and I had some of the most amazing cocktails I've had in this entire city. They were just so good. I had the uh, Blow the Whistle, it's called, which is like a, oh god, I don't even remember what these were. The Blow the Whistle is a, uh, it's Jamaican rum, eight-year rum, falernum, lime, root beer, champagne, vinegar, and seltzer. Fucking bomb cocktail, dude. Amazing. And then I followed it up with the uh, Lava Katana, which was uh, Toki, Satori Toki, uh, sherry, cranberry, juice, I'm assuming, heavy cream, cinnamon, vanilla, and lemon. That combination just sounds so good. I was like, I have to try it. It was amazing. And that was only two cocktails on their entire menu, which is just huge. Uh, so I was thoroughly impressed. It, I think that's the best, next to the wild, that's the best cocktail bar I think I've been in this, in this whole city. Um, so, that's fucking saying something. So, I had a really good time there. I was just kind of, like, checking my phone, or just, like, drinking and, like, looking around when I was... Because when I go to bars, I'm like, oh, fuck, what do I do when I'm not drinking? Do I just around. <laughs> it's kind of awkward when you go to bars when you're by yourself and you don't have people to talk to. Sometimes I talk to the bartender, but it, usually I'm not sure if I do that. You know, it, it can be good, but I just, this time I wasn't really, I didn't feel like I had anything to say or ask. So I was like, whatever. Mind my own business, basically. So I left Death & Co. and then I went to uh, Green Russell, which is another really good cocktail bar here. It was about 10-minute walk or so. The place is very... It's kind of hard to locate because it's like... It's it's like underground. It's like it's like a speakeasy. And I didn't see the sign for it because the sign said, like, Green Russell and then Russell's, like, Barbecue or something. Or it's Russell's Smokehouse. So I only read the Smokehouse part. I did not read, the Green Russell above it. So I was like... For a second, I was like, where the hell is the place? <laughs> uh but i found it and luckily they there was no wait for just one person so i went in and uh it was very dark but it was also kind of like you know you'd expect that out of a speakeasy so it's kind of lit you know it's kind of cool and the bartending the bartender experience i had there was phenomenal uh this guy called addison his name was addison uh just did a a phenomenal job I was, like, kind of sitting next to strangers, so I was, like, kind of overhearing conversations and, like, nodding their way and being like, yeah, (laughs) trying to, like, start a conversation, but also not feeling like I'm trying to, like, pry into people's conversations. Uh, And people were very, very friendly, and uh, the cocktails I had were a little subpar. They weren't as good as Death & Co. They were really good. They just weren't as good as Death & Co. Uh, I had the Old Fashioned. Which was Wild Turkey on one, bourbon, uh, orange bitters, angostra, honey syrup on the rocks. It was not bad. It's just, I don't know. Maybe I was looking for something lighter. Um, but it wasn't like the best. I felt, see the thing is, I feel like I could have made a better old-fashioned at home. When you feel like that, it's like, eh. If I can make a better one at home, then... Yeah, I'm not going to give too much respect. The other uh, cocktail I had was, I think it was a bartender's choice. So I asked him to put, like, pineapple juice with tequila uh, or rum. And he was like, why not both? So he put tequila and pineapple and rum together in one drink. And that drink, I was kind of drunk at that point, so I don't remember how good it was. (laughs) I think it was really good. I don't remember how good it was the the scale the quality scale there just it it, it didn't translate uh, I don't know it's just it, it's not coming to memory I think it was really good I I just can't 100 percent say that confidently uh, but yeah overall it was a great time I ordered some carrots because I was like I gotta eat healthy <laughs> the healthiest thing on the menu was like some honey glazed carrots which were actually like pretty good uh, and so I checked out and so this is where the this is where it all goes wrong. So I'm walking home uh, from from Green Russell, and I walk for, like, you know, maybe a couple blocks. And I'm pretty drunk, you know. I've had four cocktails, and uh, that'll, that'll fuck anyone up, uh, kind of. And uh, I see a lift scooter, and I'm like, but let's just take it, and we can get home sooner. <laughs> and so stupidly I jump on this scooter and I've, I've been on a scooter before the same model I've been on it I've done it before I know exactly how it works you know I've I've ridden it like at least two or three different times and I in those times I like fully got the grasp of the controls right like the first time I actually rode one I just I was in a parking lot for like 10 minutes just being like okay do I know how this works don't know okay I know how this works okay I'm venturing outside of the parking lot Yeah, so I knew how it worked, and I still was like, you know what? I know how it works. I may be drunk, but I'm not going to fucking fall on my ass. That's not going to happen. And so uh, I start scooting home, and uh, I make it about maybe seven or eight blocks. And then uh, right as I'm trying to cross an intersection, which wasn't a busy one. It was like a four-way stop or something. I just, I don't even know what happened. I, I must have hit the accelerator and, like, I just, I just fucking fell. <laughs> and I fell, but I didn't take too much damage. Uh, like, I wasn't, like, badly hurt. So I was like, eh, yeah, you fall every once in a while. So I got back on it. Stupidly, right? Stupidly. Uh, I got back on it. Um, I stopped at a, a really cool bar called Garage Bar. It's just called Garage Bar. I have to look this up. I think it's called Bannock Street Garage, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Bannock Street Garage. I just found it while I was like scooting my way home and I was like, that looks dope, I'm gonna stop there. So I stopped there for a beer. I got like a dry dock or something. And it was really cool cause it was like kind of empty but it was also like, oh no, I just dug the fucking, I just dug the fucking vibe of that place. So I walk out of the bar after having one beer and for some reason, I walk a few blocks, and I, I for some reason, I'm like, I'm just gonna get back on the lift, you know. it was it was a lot of fun to ride the lift when drunk. <laughs> the fun factor was outweighing the, hey, this could be dangerous. and and I have proof from a friend that did it when he was drunk and he really hurt himself. so I shouldn't, I totally shouldn't do that. It was kind of outweighing. The, the danger, the fun of it was outweighing the danger aspect. <laughs> so I jump back on it. I make it like, maybe, oh, I don't know. Fuck. I make it like, maybe ten blocks or something. I'm like, more like halfway from like death and co. to my house at this point. And I fucking fall. And this time, I fucked up my knees, both of them. I had a huge gash on my right one, uh, and uh, my left one felt fine the day of, but the next day it felt like I tore my MCL, like I couldn't even extend it completely. Uh, We'll get to that in a second. Anyway, so at this point I'm like, fuck, that hurt. I'm stupid. At this point I put it away, I'm like, okay, maybe I should stop scooting home and walk home at this point. Uh, I don't know how the fuck I walked home at that point, but I guess the injury hadn't really, like, set in yet, and so it wasn't even painful or something, or maybe I was just on so much booze that I felt no pain. That's more likely. Um, but yeah, thankfully I walked the rest of the way home. I stopped in at CPK for some pizza, uh, in Cherry Creek, and it was so funny because I walked in with, like, a full gash on my right knee. It it was huge. Like, I don't know, like... Uh, golf ball size or something. It was like red. Like, it wasn't bleeding, but it was like it was like raw flesh. It was just like red. <laughs> and I just walk up to the bar. Uh, I don't even know if anyone noticed, but I just walk up to the bar and I'm like, hey, let me order a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad though because I thought the woman at the bar like saw it and she was like, she thought I was some fucking weirdo or something. Uh, anyway, I take the pizza. I walk home from there. Uh, I watch some uh, Boardwalk Empire for like 20 minutes and then like I pass out. Next day, uh, by the way, during the night, I'm tossing and turning and everything hurts. (laughs) I'm waking up like every 30 minutes to like turning and being like, oh, pain again. Next day, I wake up, I get out of bed and... It's, like, really hard for me to move. Like, I can't extend my left, like, leg or knee. Like, I can't, like, extend it cleanly. Like, it has to be, like, kind of, like, bent. I I just can't because it just doesn't work. (laughs) Uh, And the right knee, I I went to sleep without putting a bandage on it. So I had all this cat hair on the fucking wound, (laughs) which definitely wasn't helping. So my right knee is totally exposed. Still got blood all over it. Not blood, but, like, I don't know. I guess some dry... I'm not trying to say it was, like, gushing blood. It There's, like, a little blood at the surface. And still completely raw flesh, like no skin. Uh, and I just walk... I, I get up, and I start walking, and I'm like, holy fuck, I can't walk. I can't walk, dude. I hobble to the freaking bathroom, and it's just impossible for me to walk. I go into the shower, and I just realize how fucked I am. Like, I'm, like, I I try to, like, clean myself, and I just can't put any, like, force on that left, that left knee. It just doesn't work. Like, I can't clean anything. I can't clean my feet, for sure, because I can't put fucking pressure on anything. Like, any, either, either, like. Um, So... Uh, showering was a big ripski it just it it I did clean myself mostly, just not completely. Anyway, it was really hard. And so, you know, the day goes on. Sunday I order some food, I watch T V pretty much the whole day, or I'm napping in bed, on and off. I'll be watching Boardwalk Empire for like an hour and then I'll go back to bed, because everything hurts. Hangover and all. By the way the hangover wasn't that bad only because the pain from the, the knees was so bad. But I still had a headache like like 4 or 5 p.m. into the day. I was like, fuck. So I'm like, I'm going between watching TV in the living room and sleeping in the bedroom. Trying to sleep off the hangover. Didn't even think to use pain meds. I had aspirin and Advil. I could have. I just didn't think of doing that. Anyway, the day goes on. You know, I go to be- I sleep pretty much half the day. And then I go to bed at like 8.30. Uh, which is really smart because I can get up. was super early when this was recorded, which is Monday. Um, Next day, which is today, this morning. uh, Actually, no, it wasn't even next day. Sunday, like later on in the day, after I'd slept for a while, like I would say by the end of the night, I'm able to fully extend the left leg. Like at the start of the day, I was like, holy crap. I think I tore my MCL or my ACL. I need to actually... Like see a physician for this like let's just say by this morning I was I was able to fully extend the left knee I don't know what happened how did it recover so quickly because um, it, it went from like the previous morning being like whoa I can't do anything with this knee I did put some ice on it for like a good half hour which I guess helped but I haven't put ice on it since then so it, I would be surprised if that like completely solved the issue anyway as of this morning, it's, like, the left knee is, like, I mean, it's still a little bit weird if I, like, twist it or, like, put it at a different, like, at a weird angle or something. It's still, there's a little bit of pain there, but not, like, a ton. But the right knee has actually gotten worse since the, the, the previous day, because it's, it's actually just, like, it's kind of, like, painful, even though I have a bandage on it. So, now the right knee is kind of, like, the concern, I guess— Uh, but I don't even know if I'm gonna go to the doctor for the left knee, because I, if I'm able to full, put full pressure on it, like, I can stand on it with one leg, like, with my right foot in the air. Like, I can just stand on it, I can have it fully extended. There's no pain. Like, does that mean I, I I can't mean that I tore my ACL, right? Definitely means it's not broken. Probably means it's not sprained. So, I mean... As of yesterday morning, I was definitely considering going to the doctor, but now I'm just like, does it It doesn't hurt though when I can walk on I walked, uh, I didn't walk, I drove to the grocery store uh, and I just walked around and I was able to do that pretty well. The only thing that still hurts is like getting in and out of the car or like putting like one leg over the other or something like that. And that's mostly the right one that hurts, so. Anyway... TLDR I fucked up big time It could have been much worse Because I didn't have a helmet And you definitely should not be going on a scooter When you don't have a helmet on But uh, I just fucked up my knees And it didn't turn out as bad as I thought it would So uh, Yeah so That was the weekend Fuck uh, I'm going to start growing some mint Soon I need to figure out how I'm going to do that because I thought I could just buy a mint plant from, like, a, like an herb shop or something. But maybe that's not possible. I need to look at more options. I haven't done a ton of research on it. But, uh... Ideally, there would be, like, a place that has, like, herb... Like, mint plants that I can buy. Because I want to grow mint for, like, my own personal garden for, like, cocktails and stuff. I think that'd be super sick. Um, but I... I think you can also grow it from seeds, but I think the problem with that is like, well, I guess it's a problem with either option, but it's kind of tough to do that because like it's gets so cold here. But I mean, I guess I could bring it inside, like I don't know. I talked about it with somebody, some shopkeeper recently about it, and they're like, that doesn't really work well too, for this city. That doesn't work too well for this city, you know? This climate doesn't really support that or something. But I need to do more research into it. I've been playing a lot of Armor 3 lately. Arma 3 is like a military simulator PC game. Uh, it's... The graphics... I mean, it's, it's dated to 2013. So, I mean, it's... It's pretty dated. But even how dated it is, the graphics are still, like, really, really good today. Um... The really, really cool thing about that game... It has this scenario editor that's just, like, so... Like... Just so complete. Like, so fully decked out. Like... First of all, it's a military simulator, right? So, you create your own scenario. And you decide, what kind of units do I want in the game? Like, soldiers, tanks, uh, cars... You can even place, like, buildings and stuff. Like, you can make a village... (laughs) Uh, But what's really, really cool about it is you can, like, give all these characters, like, custom loadouts. Like, if you want everybody on this one team to have pistols only or only grenades or pistols and grenades or if you want, like, if you want, like, different classes of soldiers. Like, you have one soldier who's, like, a rifleman. He has a, a rifle and limited ammo and then you have an ammo bearer who has no weapon at all and he has just ammo and he has to support the rifleman and then you could have like an, a medic class with that where you have the custom loadout and they have like all the stuff you need for like healing soldiers and stuff like that other units you can do that and it's like it's it's one of the coolest like video games i've ever played because of how you can actually code like certain scenario like In your scenario, you can add certain code that defines how the units interact with each other. Like, I wrote a script recently that basically just says, okay, I add this script to ammo bearers um, specifically, so that when, basically every 10 seconds, it checks if the rifleman has ammo. If they don't, he passes some ammo to the rifleman, but if he does, he doesn't give him any any ammo. So basically, like he can kind of like act as like the backup character or something like that. He can provide ammo to the other character. It's it's like it's kind of complicated and unnecessarily so. But I liked it because I was just looking for kind like a a script to just pass magazines to from one AI to another AI, basically. But there's just a lot of uh, like customization you can do with the ai you can code it all however the hell you want it to i could probably create a mission where my character is actually like handcuffed and like in the like in the enemy's base or something and i could have the ai on my team like come clear the area like destroy all the or kill all the enemy soldiers and then on un- handcuff me and then have us return to base like it's just it's that crazy like it's so cool. There's so many possibilities with it. Um, and, damn, the medical system in that game is so advanced. Like, like, we're not just talking, like, regular, like, bandages and personal aid kits. Like, we're talking, like, IVs, like, morphine, epinephrine, <laughs> uh, like, elastic and packing bandages and, like, splints and, like, tourniquets. Like, it's completely fucking insane and like if you I don't know sometimes I like to just play a scenario as the medic and just try to keep my allies alive because sometimes when like someone becomes unconscious like like they're losing blood or like they I don't know they, they've lost too much blood or they're just like they're down and they're not or they're, their heart rate is you can even check people's heart rate units heart rate and like see if they're like around and then you I don't know there's just so much going on with it, and for for a certain part, for a certain time, I was just addicted to the medical system, like, trying to keep people alive on my own team or something. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it's such an amazing game, because, I mean, I don't know, there's just so much you can do with it. The enemy AI, you can have it do whatever you want, like, if you, you can even have, like, probabilities that something will actually, like, spawn. Like, for every single unit, you can actually have a probability that it will actually come into the game so if if the probability fails then it actually doesn't it doesn't it's not included in the scenario if it passes obviously it is so that's really really interesting because then if you set the probability of like every unit on either side to like 25 percent then like you, like one team might have like eight soldiers and the other team might have like two <laughs> so it, there's like some variability and like you don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, if, if you want that anyway I'm not gonna get too much too crazy into it there's like tanks and like cars and planes and stuff and L- the weapons are really really cool like the, the weapon sounds I, I'll have to do a stream of it sometime uh, and show you guys it's it's really cool really really cool uh, game and of course you can customize it and like you can download tons of like custom mods for it on the Steam Workshop. Anyway, it's an amazing game, and I've been addicted to it. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, I'm hoping to play some more Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I got started on that, and uh, I feel like I want to have like a couple of hours to dedicate to it. I don't want to like jump in for like thirty minutes because I feel like I don't get enough of the experience, and it's kind of weird to like go in for thirty minutes. Yeah, I feel like I'm not going to remember as much about what I did, or I don't know. So, I'd rather just play it for long periods of time. So the problem is I don't really have that kind of time yet, but I'm hoping to soon. That game is really sick, because the graphics are obviously amazing on the Xbox Series X, but also the, the architecture in that game is just perfect. It's just medieval, kind of like castles and stuff. I haven't even gotten too much into that part, but I mean, that's what I've seen. So it looks looks really cool. I'm thinking of getting uh, Forza Horizon 5, which is a racing game on the same console. I haven't bought a racing game since, like, Cruisin' USA for the N64 was the last car racing game I actually owned. Uh, and it just looks, this game, Forza Horizon 5, looks sick. Like, the graphics, obviously, are going to be there, and I wouldn't mind playing a racing game, you know? I ha- I haven't... It's not that I don't like racing games, that's not the reason I haven't bought one since the 90s or whatever, but, uh, I don't know, I, I just, I haven't thought to really give it a chance, but I think, I, I mean, actually, that's not even true. The last racing game I owned was actually Midnight Club 2, uh, so it actually hasn't been that long. But that's that's the reason why I was going into this, because it's like, I loved Midnight Club too, so I mean, I'm probably going to like Forza Horizon, so I'm going to check it out. This freaking sunburn is still peeling, and it's been like a week. This is just awful. It needs to go away. Like now. I don't know, is there any way to like speed that up? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, that's all I had for today, guys. That uh, the weekend spiel kind of took the majority of the podcast. <laughs> well, that's all I really had planned. So uh, thank you guys for joining. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And uh, I'm going to actually try to play some outro music. Uh, we'll see how that goes. So thank you again, and I will see you next week. Bye bye Buh-bye.